words of our mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. First, a little logistic note. As soon as the session is over, I'm going to head out the back door because I'm meeting in the left o'clock service at Newbury Court this morning. So, um, since the gospel is one of the most familiar and beloved stories we have, whose heart doesn't warm, whose ears won't perk up when we hear there was a man who had two sons? know how this one goes. We settle in to hear again the tale of the prodigal son. Of course, that's the name we have given this story. The word prodigal is not here anywhere in the text. So when the story came up this time around with your son, I wondered, what's going on? And I discovered something interesting that I believe sheds light on or at least suggests a way to capture this story The Oxford English Dictionary assigns the adjective prodigal with two definitions. First, prodigal means spending money or resources freely or recklessly, imprudent, irresponsible. Label which it could give its parable, right? Referring to that son who rudely asks for his share of the inheritance and then leaves home without a backward glance and wastes all the money and rides his slave to the kingdoms of the Second definition, in counterpoint to the first, defines probable as or doing something on a wild scale, bountiful, generous. That's what you know the father in this story. So it's interesting to me that one word can mean two different things. You have the son who spends all his inheritance recklessly. And it's reduced to starving next to the pigs in his trunk. And you have the father who rushes to greet the returning son with unbridled embracing extravagance in his welcome, lavish in his celebration and rejoicing at the return of the son he has found. It also seems that this moment in the story shows the son repenting and the father forgiving. But if you look closely at the order of things in the story, the father runs to the son and embraces him before the son utters a word of his carefully rehearsed speech. His love of the father is not conditional. Forgiving freely and with the joy of the mere sight of his beloved son. Like so 
was lost and now is found, dead and now alive again.
beginning is one who's not connected to the body, to the family, to the faith community. Three, both alone. Always free. Turn from the Father. Free to go. Free to believe that what we have is ours alone. His first word is Father. Father, I see this heaven and before you. So we have that word in both places. Father, let me go. Father, let me go. Father, let me go. Father, I am done. God knows us, right? But God created us for freedom and for return. Father, let me go. Father, I am back. How are you addressing Father today? Rejoices in you and loves you in both of those places. And not because you deserve it, but because of the outlandish, prodigal, bountiful, overflowing love that is there. God is the one. Turns out God really is the only one. He knows you are not defined. The worst thing you have ever done. God is feeling you the horizon all the time, ready to run through me and turn our faces toward love, toward home. Thank you. 
the joy to see the addiction and the happiness in the people. So these things are related to one another. We repent, and there's joy and happiness. There's joy, and there's always an opportunity for repentance. So may we know the deep of this relationship between the joy and the repentance, forgiveness, and love. No matter who you are or where you are in your Lenten walk this day, God is with you. God is ready with joy, grief, and love. Thank you.